Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Ari Papera. I'm here with John Nardone, the president of MediaOcean and formerly the CEO of Flash Talking. Thanks for being with me. Oh, thank you so us. much, Ari. Pleased to be doing this with you. Just so I make sure I understand, we're serving an ad using Flash Talking as the ad server and let's say Trade Desk as the DSP, in yes. real time, you're going to take a unique identifier from the Trade Desk and insert it into your ad tag call. And then that you'll have both IDs in the log file? That's correct. Right. That makes sense. That's great. And then in terms of ad serving, is this exclusively the typical formats, meaning desktop and mobile in-app? Do you do in-stream video, yeah. CTV, or any other domains? All formats, so mm -hmm. CTV, in-app, social, you're not actually serving the ad in social, but mm -hmm. from the perspective of setting up your campaign in the ad server and managing your creative there, that can all happen within Flash Talking. So you have one consistent view across open web and Facebook primarily from a, a and point of control for the delivery of your creative and see all your pacing and all of that sort of stuff. So. We've done pretty extensive API integrations into Facebook and, and Instagram, of course. So even though you're not, we're not actually serving the ad, all of the sort of controls that you expect to be there and then the aggregation of the response state is all in one place. Do your typical customers manage the campaigns in Facebook through your portal or is it just the creatives and they do the budgeting and optimization elsewhere? They do the budgeting and the optimization in Facebook yeah. itself. So we're not a media buying platform. So the process of choosing your bid that doesn't exist with us. It's the creative management and the scheduling and so forth. Makes sense. And, and then when we talk about CTV, are there areas where you can't serve as well, like YouTube or Hulu or any other surfaces where you have more of a thinner integration? Yeah. So YouTube is much like uh, the social platforms in that you can't actually serve the ads in, but we have pretty extensive API integrations um, into YouTube as well for the same things to be able to manage and schedule your creative to be able to pull data back. And this is the continuing trend of building on the, the legacy of dynamic creative and providing far greater creative control through our platform, even into YouTube, than what is easy to do in YouTube itself. So okay. if you want to run dynamic video campaigns in YouTube, you can provision all of that and manage it through flash talking. Let's talk about creative, because that's really what your company is known for historically, right. and how you got that great company name, Flash Talking, yeah. uh, that, that persists. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you don't run any actual Flash ads anymore, right? No, no, Flash is long gone. Okay. In, in fact, I joke all the time, Ari, that uh, it, it won't be more than a couple of more years before the generation of people who even knew what Flash was have aged out of the industry. And there's a whole new group of people who think, oh, in a Flash, and don't even know that it was a tech. It's so true. It's so true. But I'm old enough to know what Flash is. Uh, yes. So I'll dust off my action script skills one of these days. So tell me about your creative products and what it does. Yeah. So there's a, a first a full ad studio product that allows you to build your creatives, whether dynamic creative or standard creative, across all the open web formats, video included, as well as the social formats. And we just rolled out the social formats this month. That was sort of the first big collaboration to come out of MediaOcean acquiring us. 
and us getting together with the, the scope guys who run the social mm -hmm. platform and essentially extending all of the creative build capabilities into Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snap, Pinterest, and so forth. So we've just rolled that out. So you can build all of your creatives in the Ad Studio platform, and you can choose to make them dynamic as well and run them across those surfaces. The dynamic creative capability, though, goes pretty deep. So that includes what we call creative automation. It includes feats-based creative where we're pulling real-time data from client website interactions or first-party data and pumping that in on the fly into the ads. That extends to dynamic video creative, where we have a lightning render capability that allows us to do retargeting in video. If you choose where we can grab the product in real-time, insert it in the video, and the next impression, you'll have a sort of dynamically generated video with the product that that user had just interacted with inserted into the video. It's pretty extensive. That's, that's exciting. So let me ask a couple of follow-ups. So when we talk about having the studio product, my understanding, this is how most of the other products in the industry work, is that the graphic design like is still being done in Photoshop or Illustrator or something like that. And then the designers coming into your studio with assets and they're assembling that into an ad. Is that, is that a good characterization? I think that's generally true, but there's quite a bit of capability to do some of that sort of foundational work. So for example, there's an image compositing functionality in Ad Studio. So when you're creating your Facebook image, that image essentially, if you want to have that image contain a, a logo and some product overlay on the background, you would normally have to do that in Photoshop or offline and import that in. You can do that all on our platform as well. Okay, great. Let's move on to identity and F-Tracks. I assume that's yeah. the same thing. I've heard about this in the market, but I, it, I'm not, not as it, familiar. Well, well, identity is bigger than F-Track. Okay. So I'll give you first the F-Track and then the larger identity. So F-Track is a cookie-less identifier that is used for analytics primarily. So that is assessing reach, frequency, and attribution in a extremely privacy-centric manner. In fact, the most privacy-centric of any uh, non-cookie-based ID in the marketplace. That is one leg of the identity stool, if you will, at Flash Talking. The other legs are that the ad server can work with third-party IDs. So if in the future you're working TransUnion uh, New Star Fabric as your primary ID and you want to plug that in to the ad server, no problem. The ad server essentially substitutes that where cookies used to be or where F-Track could be and operates off of that. And we're also rolling out a new household ID that is particularly useful for video-centric clients and CTV-centric clients, mm -hmm. but also for clients who are happy with a household view and are more comfortable with that because it doesn't focus as much as on individual user-level devices, but rather a cluster of users associated with the household. Or a family watching YouTube TV is not an individual. That's exactly right. And in some categories, you know, in CPG, for example, what the household purchases is way more important than, than which individual drove it because yeah. mom does the shop, shopping for the household and so forth. So with regard to F-Track and it being privacy safe, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like a probabilistic identity solution. That is correct. It is probabilistic. Yeah. And what's really unique about it from a privacy standpoint it is the only ID in the marketplace that declares itself on every impression. So on every single ad serve that carries the F-Track ID, there's a privacy icon that is, is on the ad. When you roll over it, it says exactly how the, 
what's being collected and how it's being used and gives the advertiser or gives the consumer rather the opportunity to opt out on every single impression. That's quite a bit of a higher standard than the identity solutions in market that essentially say, well, we got the user's permission when they signed up for some e-commerce thing or at a publisher, and we never again let them know that we're using that ID or how we're using it as we deliver ad versus ad after ad to them. They never get another shot at knowing what's happening or how to opt out of it. So I've, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing a opt out of a probabilistic ID because you're just guessing who the user is to some extent. And then you're allowing them to say, based on your previous guesses, I don't want to be tracked. Is, is am I understanding that right? Well, it, it's saying I don't want to be tracked regardless of whether we were accurate in assessing you before. We just don't track you anymore in the future. Right. But it's worth noting that the ID is pretty damn accurate. Even after all of the changes that Apple's made, we still run over 90% accuracy and aggregate. So it's way more accurate than cookies today. Right. And then I don't want to go down a rat hole of GDPR, but I think it's worth a question. Um, yeah. Is your use of F-Track dependent on getting consent when you're in, G in GDPR jurisdictions? So there is a flag in the, the TCF framework that declares that passive data collection is being non-cookie-based passive data collection. I forget the exact words but we are compliant in the context of the TCF string. Now, whether TCF survives or not mm -hmm. is a whole separate question. I, who the heck knows how the courts play out, but okay. to the extent that is the industry framework, we're hundred percent compliant with it. So the headline here is that you claim that, and I can't verify, but, but you're claiming that you have 90% accuracy of identifying unique users on Safari and other Apple devices. I didn't say that. I said the total accuracy for F-Track is over 90%. It doesn't okay. mean on every version of Safari that the number okay. is over 90%. Very good clarification. So would it be fair to say that you claim that you can track users, at least in terms of reach and frequency on Safari, fairly accurate? Very, very accurately, yes. Okay. Far more Great. accurately than other alternatives today. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv.